and welcome to episode 92 of the Conversations with Ross podcast. I'm Ross Carey. Thanks for listening. Thrilled to be joined right now by Anastasia Griffin. Anastasia is an actress who is currently starring on Copper. You can watch Copper Sunday nights at 10 on BBC America. Anastasia, thanks so much for taking the time to join the podcast today. Not at all. My pleasure. Anastasia, let's start at the beginning. Tell me what initially attracted you to acting in the first place. My mother actually um, trained to be an actress, and I guess it was a passion that she had, that my brother and I, my brother's also an actor, um, that we inherited in some way. Um, I guess she she was always very um, interested in surrounding herself by plays in the theater and people who worked in that industry. So it's one of the most interesting people who came through our house when we were a child, um, were actors, and I think I sort of put them on a pedestal. They were sort of these extraordinary beings that I would get to spend time with. So I think that was really the first introduction. And then it was my school plays. I just loved it. It's what set me alight at school. I did um, Oliver Twist when I was about uh, 10 years old, I guess, and I played the Artful Dodger, and that was that was my, my way in. I couldn't get enough of it acting for most people starts out as a recreation. It's something you do for fun or something you're doing in grade school. How does it go from being a recreation to something you actually thought you could pursue as a career? Well, I think it took me a long time to think I could actually pursue it as a career. And even when I had trained and left, I still didn't think anyone was going to be silly enough to pay me for it. Um, But then, you know, then after a while, like anything, it becomes a job. And that's not to say I don't enjoy it or it's still not a passion for me. But it stops being uh, a hobby and something that you just do for fun. You now have to do it day in, day out, whenever other people want to pay you to do it. And that, that changes it a little bit, but doesn't make it any less pleasurable. Um, it just means you have less choice, I think, about when you do it and how you do it and what you, what you work on. You mentioned training. Do you feel like actors are trained differently in the UK than they are here in the United States? I do. Um, I obviously don't know what um, the big drama schools are like at Juilliard. There definitely are some really theatrically based traditional drama school kids, and I, I haven't been exposed to them. But it seems to me that there's a lot of training here, but most of it is for camera. Um, and it's much more aimed at putting people in the workplace than it is at creating a craft, I think. Um, which is not a bad thing. I think I almost learned more the minute I got out of drama school, certainly for the kinds of things I've been doing in my career, because all of my stuff has been on camera, and we really didn't touch upon that at all. But I will always be very proud of my training, because it wasn't easy, and it was it was sort of academic in a theatrical sense, um, but also very practical, and gave me a really strong background. Um, how to approach character and text. Um, and often those aren't things that are really applicable to, to television work, but I still feel like I've been armed with a toolbox that I can always dip into if I need to. What were your initial expectations of yourself and of your career when you first moved to LA and when you first started to break in as an actress? It's an interesting question because I think on the surface, I, I didn't think anything would happen. I thought I was going to end up working in advertising or something. Um, but deep down, I think for what has happened to have ever taken place, I had to have some deep sense of knowledge that this could be and that this was meant to be. 
I, I sincerely believe that. So I obviously did have some expectation that um, that there was something commercial about me, and I think that's true. I think I'm kind of the every person in a way. I, I don't think I'm exceptional at all, but I think that maybe makes me applicable for television, that people can relate. Um, and I think for working in the States, it was really important that I had some understanding of what it is to be American. I got, I was brought up with an American father. And I think somehow through osmosis, although we never spent much time here, that, that was a big identity for me. So it was easier for me, I think, than a lot of Brits to slip into that um, very American character um, work, I guess. Um, but I didn't have huge expectations. I felt that television was probably my domain. Um, I found it less intimidating, I guess, than theater and film. And um, I felt like it would suit me to kind of get into the skin of a character and live there for a while. What were some of the early obstacles that you encountered when you were first breaking in? Well, I think I think confidence is always is always one when you're when you're leaving school. I think it takes time to be able to inhabit a kind of confidence that means you can walk into a room and know that you can do the job that they're asking you to do, and that just takes that takes experience. And so that that was a struggle. I think um, auditioning just knowing that you are bringing the right energy into the space. Um, and I also, of course, doing an American accent, I really wanted to do an American accent faultlessly so that no one would ever know that I was English. Um, but that was something I had to consciously work on, for sure. And then there are, there are challenges that continue that started in day one and will continue for the rest of my career. And, and I think that um, confidence is one of them, making sure you feel like you're on top of your game and that you're worthy of this amazing opportunity that you're given. I think that can sometimes be a challenge for us all. Um, and um, creatively knowing with a very short amount of time you have to prepare for these auditions that you're making interesting choices but not going too big. <laughs> I think it's always a challenge with television or on-camera work. Anastasia, let's talk about your current television project, Copper. Tell me about the show and how this part came to be for you. Copper is its an interesting show set in an interesting time. Um, it's an ensemble piece, really diving into what Manhattan was like in Civil War America. Um, it's looking at the question of immigration, um, and how all these different people find their place in the city that we now know of as New York at a politically interesting time. Um, my character is an English lady who's come over and married a much older um, American man to sort of find freedom, I think. She lives in the uptown echelons of New York. So she's um, more of a well-to-do lady. And... Um, over the time, she, she finds herself battling, I feel like, the confines of her society that she lives in. Um, and uh, how it came about for me was really just through auditions. It came to me quite early on when, they, when it was first being, word was first being put out that this project was going to be around. My agent had an eye on it for me for a very long time. 
um, which was very exciting. It took it took a while for the audition to come around. And ironically, by the time it did, I had just broken my nose surfing. So I had to go into the first audition with my nose smashed up around my face. <laughs> and good. Good, good first impression. <laughs> yeah, they very sweetly overlooked that and, um, and gave me another chance. So I did a couple of auditions, um, but I was actually destined to be doing a play at that time. I'd been cast in Look Back in Ango and Sam Gold and an off-Broadway show. And I wasn't able, I didn't want to pull out of that show. And, and I told them that I had this deadline that I would need to know about this role by. And they they weren't able to let me know. And, and I actually walked away and told them that I, I would skip it because I, I really wanted to do theater. And I really felt that that play was something I had always wanted to do. And then they came back to me about a week before saying that it was mine if I wanted it. And I have the biggest dilemma, I think, of my career so far. And it really was my management who told me that I would be an absolute fool to not take what could be five years of amazing work on the BBC for what was a couple of months in a off-board way. So it was kind of them who helped me make the decision, but... Um, Obviously, I don't regret any of it. It's been a real ride being involved with Christina Wayne and Tom Fontana and all that lot. So, no regrets. Anastasia, the show was created by Tom Fantana, who has created several shows, including Oz. Tell me about working with him. Um, Working with Tom has been a real um, gift and an eye-opener. It's fun to see how people work when they are so comfortable in their position in this industry and in the work that they're doing. Um, I feel like there's so much fear in television. People are terrified that their thing is going to get canceled and and blame. And Tom doesn't enter into any of that. He's such a seasoned professional that um, there's just so much comfort and um, fun around the way he works. And it's very collaborative. He really enjoys um, Axe's opinions. And um, more than that, he even just says, you create your backstory. You tell us. So um, there was a lot of collaboration, and that can, that's continued for two years. Um, and just as a man, I really enjoy his his conversation. He's a really fun guy to sort of sit down and have a drink with and, um, and spend time with. So I feel very grateful to be part of his television family. It, you know, it's a, it's a big one, and I feel very grateful to be there. At what point in the audition process was he involved? Was he there for the first one? How does he run his auditions? No, no, he he wasn't he wasn't there for either audition that I did. But I was in Los Angeles and he was in New York, so I don't know what the experience was for the others. Um, but then what happened was when I entered into these conversations about whether I should do this or do the play, he called me directly and we had a long chat about who the character would be and what the production would be, and um, he was incredibly convincing without really trying to convince. He just put his how he runs his shows forward and told me he would completely understand either way but he would really enjoy it if I was to be a part of it so um I think that conversation did a lot to win me over to wanting to do this particular production where do you shoot copper in Toronto and what's the turnaround time between episodes we get eight well it's funny because we sometimes shoot in blocks um so it's hard to tell but we get eight days I believe it is now per episode um, and we do 30, we've do we done 13 this year. And this year we actually had it airing 
um, while while we were shooting, which was different from last year. And actually, it was nice to know that we were kind of able to respond to the fans as a, as a unit while we were still shooting, and then and then kind of go off and do our own thing. It was cool that way. You've been a series regular on cable and on network television. How does being a series regular on BBC America compare as this is really their first scripted show? Um, it was a very similar experience to being on FX, I feel like. Um, I really like the people who run BBC America. They're really, really good people. And that's not to say that any of the other um, execs are not, but Perry Simon, who was really the exec that we dealt with most um, at the highest rank, was just incredibly sweet and charming and welcoming and supportive. And um, we couldn't have felt more loved um, at that particular cable network. Um, I feel like cable generally is more family-oriented than than the network television is simply because there's so much more going on at network TV and they have, they have so much, many more balls in the air. Um, it's very easy for the smaller networks like BBC America to, to welcome us with open arms because they really only have two shows, but they do a very good job of it. When you're a series regular on a network show, do you feel the pressure? Does the tone change on set just because it's on a network? Yeah, I think you do. I think numbers mean a lot more. And I, I feel like the morning after your show has aired, you're very, very aware of it. And everyone's very aware of it. And the mood is very is very reflective of that. Um, I, I, I really, on damages, I never knew what the numbers were. It just, I mean, it was my first show in America and I had no idea that we even should be speaking about numbers because um, England does not work that way. But um, I really never even knew. And on Copper 2, it was never something that was discussed. On network, that is everything. And you know if your numbers aren't good, you probably have a couple of weeks in you. So um, there's that. There is that. And um, I think the pressure to um, look a certain way is greater on network than it is on cable. I feel like um, cable tends to be more about a reflection of real human lives than often you you are able to see on network and I don't think it's the creator of each show's fault. I think it's really just that that has become the norm for for network television in America that everyone has to be insanely beautiful. Um so yeah, you feel that you have to keep yourself in incredibly good shape and and be very, very healthy throughout the entire time you're shooting. Um but that was definitely a difference I felt. You mentioned working on FX when you were working on Damages. Tell me a bit about that set and particularly how Glenn Close approached her scene work. Um, oh, that set was amazing. It was it was in, it was very nerve wracking. Also, um, I ended up meeting two of my best friends on that show in Roseburn and and Noah Bean. So uh, that happened very quickly, and and so there was always a friendship going on. And I did most of my scenes in the first season with them. So that was incredibly comfortable and fun. Um, uh, and then towards these later on, I would end. I would work more with with Glenn, and that was amazing. I remember the first scene I ever had to do with her was one on one, and I hadn't had to do any scenes with her in the pilot at all. And the first scene in, that I did when I came back, I believe, was with her, and that was in the second episode, and it was 
terrifying. Um, I'm not sure whether she was doing it because she's kind of method and she wanted me to be terrified because my character was meant to be very intimidated by her um, or whether she just didn't really have the time at that moment to kind of engage with me and I had put her on such a pedestal as an actress I'd looked up to for so long that it was so frightening to suddenly be sitting in a director's chair next to her but somewhere along the lines I ended up being a guffawing nervous mess um, meanwhile, she's just sitting there doing her sudoku and being very calm and collected. Um, there really is no crazy process that she seems to put herself through. She's she's a professional. She learns her lines. She comes on. She has fun with the people around her, and she does a scene, and she goes home. There's no big big drama about it, to be honest. But she's just, I think, such a fierce um, energy. She's got such fierce fierce focus that this incredible power comes through her that I'm not sure she's even completely aware of how powerful that is. You're listening to Anastasia Griffith. You can give her a follow on Twitter at Anastasia G Live. Anastasia, I want to mix it up a little bit. Tell me about your worst audition experience. <laughs> oh, there's a few. Oh, there are a few. There was a really embarrassing one, actually, a couple of years ago. And um, my brother works for Dick Wolf. He did he did Law and Order UK for a while, and just after he got back, they were looking to find a new girl, a new a new woman for SVU, and and so I was going in to meet Dick Wolf and the whole gang and and do an audition for all of them, and you know I'd learn my lines and I and I always get nervous for auditions. Doesn't matter how long. I've worked in this industry. It's never going to go away. I just do because there's such a short amount of time in which you have to put your best foot forward. And I sometimes buckle under pressure. I'll forget a line or whatever. Um, anyway, so I was quite nervous. Um, and I also knew that the Dick Wolf auditions were like you two cameras. It's, it's consummate professionals. And it's always quite wordy. There's quite a lot of stuff going on. And if I come in... I, I, I sort of get whisked past all these people. I get introduced. I'm sort of waving at them all. No, no one's really interested in actually having a conversation because they're seeing hundreds of people that day. Um, and we do the scene, and it's it's kind of fine, um, not great. I'd love to, love it if I could do it again, but I feel like they've been kind of rushing me through. And um, and then after one scene, I'm meant to do two. They're like, do you need to see anything more? No. Like, nope. And so I'm kind of being pushed out of the room, but I feel that it is necessary to kind of claw my way back in and lean around the door and be like, oh, Dick, my brother Jamie says hello. And he looks at me like I am utter nerd, complete creep. And (laughs) my head is just slowly pushed, pushed out of the door. And my whole heart just sank. I just realized that I had been just so inappropriate and should have just walked out gracefully and admitted defeat but yet I kind of felt somehow that this strange connection to Dick Wolf might help me through and it really didn't um, and when I told my brother the story afterwards he just cringed he, he was mortified <laughs> he was mortified so that was only a couple of years ago but there's plenty more plenty more you mentioned still getting nervous before auditions. Do you feel like you have changed the way you have a uh, changed the way you audition since when you were first starting? No, no, I don't. I think I I do exactly the same things. Um, Is that a good no, thing? I think. Uh, 
I'm not sure. I think if I knew any better, maybe I would change it. But um, for me, maybe the preparation is a little bit different. I'm I'm more confident, I think, about taking some risks and making some choices. Um, and I think I'm maybe clearer that I just have to really learn my lines. I think... I would try and sort of wing it a little bit before, whereas now I know that the only way you can do your best work is if you're fully focused on on the right aspect of the scene and not trying to bring words to attention. Um, but no, I, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I I just I've always been very instinctual about how I approach character and, and emotion, and um, Sometimes I think it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that that really is more about how I connect to the writing, I think, than anything. Are there things you feel every actress should know that no one tells you in acting school? Well, firstly, it's a lot less frightening outside of acting school than it is in acting school. That was the main thing. I was petrified at school. Right? All the competition and everyone's kind of mean. And I mean, and we were meant to have the closest year of sort of in the history of our drama school. And I just thought it was a full of competition and backstabbing and people talking behind everyone's back. So that is different. I don't feel like that's going on. I feel like everyone's very supportive, actually, amongst their peers and everyone wants each other to do really well. So um, don't be afraid of, of that. And, um, and, you know, believe it or not, you'll probably never use anything you're being taught at drama school. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's the right advice, but <laughs> instincts, because your instincts are what are going to get you through, especially, I mean, I'm talking from a television standpoint, and in TV you work so quickly, and it's, it's so much about instinct. So have faith in that. Um, yeah, and, and then just always know that that you'll you'll do just fine like I, I think there's so much fear at drama school about how brutal the industry is and it's really not as as harsh as that i find obviously having the benefit of hindsight is there anything you would do differently or change about your career yeah i care less about appearance i think it scared me a lot back in my 20s i i always felt like i needed to look a certain way or do a certain thing and I think it's really important to have discipline and it's really important to um, um, it's really important to take care of yourself but there are all sorts of beauty and I think um, we can as young women put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, to be physically perfect in some way that actually takes away from your performances and what people really want to watch is real human beings living and breathing um, and I actually, you know, when I look back at my work, I don't think I particularly got in my own way with it, but it didn't always make it pleasurable for me. And I'd like to continue my career from now on without putting so much pressure on myself in that way and make it more fun. Um, not feel like I need to be a certain type of person, whether it be physically or, or not. I just need to be honest in the material that I'm looking at. Um, and I think that's about maturity, too. Anastasia, is being a working actress what you expected it to be? Um, no, if I'm honest, it's not. It's not. Um, I think like anything, when you're striving and reaching and grasping for something, often when you get there, you realize that it's much more 
uh, dare I use the word mundane, than, you know, whether that be a relationship that you desperately want or um, a car you desperately want or a career you desperately want. I think the striving is almost a gift and people have to enjoy that process too because when you get there, yes, it's amazing and I'm incredibly grateful that I have a job that I really enjoy doing that allows me to travel to cool places and um, and work with amazing people and get to be creative. But it's a job and I don't think I ever saw it that way when I was sort of coming up. And and now I find it actually very refreshing to admit that and, and admit the fact that not every part of it is fun. Um, not every part of it is creative. Um, but as far as jobs go, this is a pretty awesome one. Um, so I feel grateful for that. But I think, I, I think it is different from the inside to how it looks on the outside. You've been listening to Anastasia Griffith. Anastasia is an actress who's currently starring on Copper. You can watch Copper Sunday nights at 10 on BBC America. Anastasia, thanks so much for taking the time to join the podcast today. Thank you. That was fun. Thank you so much.